guys? How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. My name is Miguel. Uh, today uh, with me, P. Ross, we got a, a guest. He'll do the intro, but we're going to discuss something that's uh, near and dear to my heart, and that is the brand uh, Buloba. Of course, everybody knows yeah. Buloba. But uh, yeah, obviously, I, I've said my story before. One of the first watches I got before even I started uh, into oh, got into watch collecting was uh, Precision is a blow up Precision is, and then of course one of the one of the surprises for me was my my father took off his vintage Buloba off his wrist and gave it to me. Was not expected, and it's kind of the the watch that will go to my son and hopefully to the next generation. But with that said, P Ross, good morning. How are you? Yo, I am doing great. I'm fired up and ready to go. And I had mass cups of coffee. You know what I mean? So I am here. I am in the building. I am ready to talk about some Belova, yo. Oh, man. Absolutely. So P. Ross, do what you do best, man. Let's do the intro for this guy. Yo, listen, coming straight out of, what did he say, the real California? The California that everybody remembers. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> he is the co-host of a podcast you may have heard of it, the Spring Bar Podcast. Mm-hmm. There it is. In the building, we have Big Joe Miller. Let's go. Thank uh, you. Oh, yeah. welcome. That was see now I I may need to refill my glass after that. That was no <laughs> refill it. Welcome. Refill it. Uh, uh, give me a second. Go ahead, refill it. Let's go. Oh. Oh, that, that's that's not coffee. Oh, I thought is, it was coffee. Oh, he, sir, this is oh how we God. roll on the spring bar. Oh shit! It's what? It's eight o'clock in the morning there. Yeah, it is. It's eight o three. I've been up for a little while. What okay. are you drinking, Joe? What are you drinking for all our I listeners? I am drinking. I am drinking. It is a oh yeah rye whiskey. Yeah. It is a California rye because that's where yeah. I'm from and that's what we do. Right. And it's real nice, real like if you're into bourbons. If you yeah, can find it, right. I recommend it. That's so, awesome. Okay. That's what's That's awesome. Sure. Well, let, let's get into the wrist check, and then obviously, I want to I want to ask Joe a few things about his about his podcast. So, Joe, you're the guest. What are you wearing this morning? In in special special prep for the day, I have on my vintage oceanographer V orange dial this one was assembled from parts uh i put in maybe 500 bucks to it it took three years to do oh and wow. it will never ever leave my collection period it that's i love it i love fire. it fire that's cool what what, fire. what year is that if you don't mind me asking. it is a 71 this was only done for one year so 19 uh, oh wow that's yeah, pretty that's cool. Fire. Is that the double like diver then? The six six six? It is it is one it's in the series. So it's the there's oh. the oceanographer and the snorkel, and then the six 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 on the dial, unless it was in Japan, right. and then uh, and then it gets weird. Mm. So, wow. Yeah, it would be considered one of the devil divers, yes. Wow, cool. he's wearing that for Easter. You but guys yes, you I guys am. gotta get off the, the podcast. <laughs> I see what I see what P's wearing too. What are you wearing, P? I I I saw yo, it. Yo, 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 yo. In uh for the day I'm wearing my devil diver, my oceanographer, right here. Let me take it off because I can never get it cl- get a good close up on the on this camera, man. You know those what I'm those crystals, man. Those crystals, that box crystal on that yeah. sucker, right? Yo, wow, that's a yep. cool green. Yo, this is fire. I don't know what Omar talking about, man. He's talking about the orange dial, the best. This is the best right here. This thing is fire. Oh, this this color, this colorway. Oh, the no, orange no, is no, nice. I've, the orange I've, is nice. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not going against but, them. If I'm getting one of those, that's what. That's the way I'm going. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. But my only reserve is I love the bracelet, but the class. Mm. Like I don't. You know what mm. I'm saying. It don't match the finish of this watch. It's that but, folded. That folded clasp, right? And that extra yeah. little lock on it. Uh huh. But yo, this is fire. Fire. So what's the main difference between the vintage and the modernness of the sizing? Obviously the size. movement and all that stuff, but the sizing, right? Because this one looks a lot bigger, P. Right. Yeah. It's like a 40, his is a 44. 44. Like a oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it, so it's it's weird. It, it got they got they got weird. And I can get into all of that. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely get into that. Well, <laughs> on my on my wrist today what is it is my railroad approved. This is from the oh. 70s. This is a Baloba oh, railroad cool. approved. This oh, is the one man. that my dad took off his where wrist did you get the, where did you get the gold bracelet from uh strapco strap okay. strapsco i'm sorry strapsco yeah That's so fire. there you go i just i, ne- I never wear it just because it's too i don't know i just something i don't know <laughs> i just don't gold, wear it but gold ones are nice i've got a stainless and they, they like the the canadian dial with the zero instead of 12 oh okay mm, i love those i That's love pretty that cool they are They're yeah great. is that the 214 or the 218 movement does it have the the crown on the side uh it does it has it at the four o'clock Okay, yeah, so that's a 218, which is a little bit easier to service, a little bit easier to, to deal with, versus the, the 214 has the, the crown on the back. Oh, that, okay. that's right. That's right. I've seen those. I've seen those. Matt, clearly, Joe, if, if you can hear everybody, uh, he uh, definitely knows his, his biloba. So with Yo, that I, said, I'm loving this. I'm loving this because I, I swear, being loving biloba myself. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah, loving it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. No, we've and Joe. This is a funny <laughs> thing. We've we've run the podcast. Uh, this is episode what P one oh five one oh four. I lost count. Wow. But, something like that. Something like yeah. that. So we've done it for over two years, and we always talk about Buloba on the on the back end. We're like, you know what? We should dedicate a whole episode to Buloba. But I personally don't feel like I know much about Buloba. I know a little bit. But uh, I am so glad that we came across you because clearly you know a lot about Buloba. But yeah, why don't you talk to us about um, why Buloba is such a big part of your life? Uh, what model got you into it? And then also the, the podcast, if you don't mind kind of sure. letting us know a little sure. bit about it. So so the, the Buloba thing for me, um, I, I, got, I got one. I needed a watch. I needed a watch with a dial. I needed a watch that I could, I could use because it's not so much what time is it, but how much time do I have left? I teach uh, music. I teach high school music. And that's, oh, cool. that's an important part of, of what we do for the class. So it's like, okay, cool. Went to the mall. No idea. It's like, that one. Yeah. That one would be nice. And it was a, a motion quartz. So, like, you know, a kinetic kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nice watch. Good watch. And it said Bulova on the dial, and you know my girlfriend's dad at the time said, "Oh, that's a great brand." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Fast forward a couple of years, and I was looking on. Um, I think it was probably worn and wound. And we're talking like watches that are undervalued or watches that you could that, that were collectible. That were kind of you know people weren't paying sure. attention to. It was like okay, Bulova divers, Bulova six 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 divers. I'm like that's interesting. Let me know more. And got into it, and I picked up. This here, which is a day date, 1980s, solid dial, you know, mm. you know, plastic bezel, great orange second hand. It's like, okay, that's that's nice. And then, you know, flash forward a couple more years, <clears throat> my grandmother passed away. Mm. And going back for for the service, my mom would say, well, okay, well, here's some of her jewelry. Maybe there's something here that, that you would be interested in or that you could get for your wife or whatever. And I'm, I'm looking through, and there is a Bulova 
watch. Mm, here, okay. White gold, tiny, like well, maybe maybe thirty two. Looks like a woman's piece. My grandmother wore it, but mm. I know that the way that vintage was, and this is from like the early nineteen fifties. I'm like that, and it's like okay, cool, Bulova. That's my thing, and so I, I've been I've been collecting Bulova religiously ever since. I had mm. other watches; those ones kind of went away, and I started to focus on on Bulova, and then. Recently, I decided to focus not just Bulova, but specifically on the six 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 divers, and mm, that okay. kind of took me took me into the space that that I'm at right now. And then, you know, in terms of in terms of our podcast, it's it's just it's me and two other guys that I I I, I met through the Bulova space. Really, we had this whole discussion where he showed up a watch. I'm like, I'll comment on that watch. He'll comment on mine. We you know, we start mm. talking. Yeah. And so this is with um, Mike, Florida Mike, that we got we got into it pretty hot and heavy, and, and he decided to do something. He's like, you know what? I'm bored. Let's do the <laughs> Friday night watch fight. I'm like, okay, that <laughs> sounds what interesting. Are, what are we gonna do? It's like this is what we're gonna do. You we're gonna we're gonna set a budget. You're gonna buy a watch, and then within that budget, like if it's serviced, anything else, shipping doesn't matter. And then we're gonna take pictures of it. We're gonna post it up. We're going to do like Mio Glamour shots and then we'll let people vote and we'll see who wins. I'm like, sure. 35 bucks, done. And he won and we haven't done it since because I won't talk to him about it. <laughs> I'm very bitter. I'm very bitter. But from that, our our other co-host, Casey, reached okay. out and was like, hey, I want to play. Cool. Let's let's play. And the podcast came out from that. So we've been That's doing that cool. for, for a couple months. Like we're nowhere, we're nowhere near as professional as you guys. So, <laughs> man, I, here. I I see your nice uh, microphone there, and you have a great speaking voice and a great attitude. So you, you guys are going to kill it. I mean, you're already killing yeah. it already. So, oh yeah, we I think we've got twelve subscribers. I mean, whew, man, it's <laughs> if, if you don't mind, it, Joe, it, it, it will get better. Believe me. <laughs> Yeah, sure. You know, like we're into we're into it for it's it's more for the banter and the fun. It's like I yeah, of course, sit around and talk with 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 guys I like, and it's like okay, that's cool. And that's what it's all about, to be honest with you, Joe. When you're into social media, whether it's YouTube, podcast, Instagram, whatever, if you keep it to where you want to have fun and that's all you want to do, I think it's a lot better. But when you look at it from a business perspective, that's kind of when you start getting in trouble because you start getting down on yourself. And I can only speak from experience because that's happened to me, right? I mean, I've done YouTube and Instagram and all this for years now. And to see the numbers not rise as fast as some of my peers, it gets to you. Right. Because you're like, well, what happened to me? What am I doing wrong? Right. But then when you kind of refocus and, and recalibrate what you're doing, and think back at, well, why did I start this? It was because of my passion. Yeah. Let me just keep it as a passion. I have a job. This is not my job. This is for oh, fun, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right? So but if you don't mind, why don't you give your, your buddies a shout out? Do you know their Instagram accounts or something? So we oh, so yeah. Um, we, so we are the, the Spring Bar Podcast. You can find okay. us on Instagram at the Spring Bar Podcast, also on Spotify and on YouTube. You can search for that. And then you've got um, Florida Mike, uh, Mike Treo, who is 120 clicks, all one word on Instagram. 120 clicks, okay. KC, who is uh, time underscore hack 1638. Okay, and then he's also got a YouTube channel where he does some other reviews and some some military theme stuff, and oh, that's nice. the time hack on on his YouTube channel. Cool, definitely cool. check them out. Check them out. Yeah, yeah. we'll we'll leave yeah. all the information in the description. So, uh, for sure, absolutely. So, as a Belova collector, okay, like it did this always like baffle me, like 
why is it that they don't get the respect that they should? You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> really? Yeah. Like, so, I don't. I, you know, I had I had a conversation. I was talking with with my co-hosts about it. And from a vintage standpoint, when you're looking at the the company from from a historical standpoint, from from way back, you know, right. Joseph Boulevard immigrating from Bohemia, right. goes to work at Tiffany, and then opens up his own shop and right. starts selling stuff out in New York. There is a Boulevard Boulevard in Queens where they used to have their factory. Their current museum and offices are in the Empire State Building. I mean, you know, mm. that's the American dream, man. Right, right. So they went, they went hard and they went deep. They were one of the first companies to start with the, the assembly line for manufacturer. And then you get into the designs and the, the dial stuff like that. They had the women's watches. They had the first bits of advertising that were done nationally. Right. The world right. runs on bull the time. They had Frank Sinatra as a spokesperson. I mean, you know, the company's got some legs. Yeah. And then, then the courts crisis happens. And, and you know, so you've got the you've got the birth of the Accutron movement, right? One of the first yep. um, electronic movements, and it's not quartz; it's a different, it's a slightly different thing. And, and the, like getting to the technical side of that is just it's crazy. Uh, I, I teach music for a reason, and there's like science and math. And if you saw any blurbs from us, like counting is also not my thing. So there, there, you can find a deeper dive on that done by people that are way more qualified than I am <laughs> on on how Accutron goes. But once the quartz crisis hit, the company kind of went into that a little bit of a death spiral. Not not exactly, but they ended up getting sold about two or three times until they were acquired by Citizen, like two thousand eight, I think two thousand twelve, something along those lines. And from then, now you've got some some tweaks and some changes to the way that the company's been been managed. But in terms of getting the love. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a good answer for you. Uh, the, the thing that that we were talking about from just a modern perspective is that they really need people that can design a watch rather than just draw a watch. You know. Right. 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 Well, so I. I you're, you're, they've lost a little bit there. Well, I kind of draw right. a parallel, and obviously, this is two completely different watch brands. But I know Tudor for a long time really wasn't getting. It wasn't what it is now, right? And obviously, they stopped selling here in, in North America, and then they started again. But I really think they they listened to their consumers, said, "Okay, right, what do the watch people want?" And really kind of targeted that. And I think obviously that and, and other factors kind of help them. But in, in my opinion, it's uh, I, I noticed a lot of brands that are sold in um, in malls or whatever uh, for whatever the reason don't get. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but, I, but Seiko is sold in malls and Seiko gets a lot of respect. Tissot is sold in malls. Mm-hmm. As of late, they've been getting a lot of respect, especially with the PRX. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, in my opinion, think Buloba has a lot of potential with the military space, with the Lunar Pilot, with the 666. I mean, they could definitely they've go all ton, out. They've got a ton of stuff. And when you Man. start, when you start looking into, so, so the question comes up, so, all right, cool. You're going to go with the archive series. You're going to go with kind of this vintage inspired, which, which everybody is doing. And they're, some of them are doing it better than others. You know, I, um, I know, I know that you guys do a lot with Timex and that you, you've got a bit of a Timex fan club going on, which <laughs> I am, I am sold on. I think that Timex is just killing it. Yeah. Just killing yeah, yeah, it. Sure. The Marlin stuff, all the redesigns for that, the you know the, the, Q. the cues and everything that they've done with the design through that. You know, I mean, I know that you, but you've got that that rubber strap version. Yeah, man. Yeah. 
They're fantastic. Nice. They're fantastic and they're well done. And you're looking at this from a heritage standpoint. It's like, okay, Bova's got a, a reissue line and they've done, they've done it in a few different ways. And the, the watch I've got, a, it's the, the reissue version of this. Okay. Same, same sizes, same dimensions, doesn't have the day date. And it was a limited edition, 666 pieces, of course. And it's like, okay, great. But it's not different. And then P, your watch is essentially, it's the same dial, just a slightly, it's been exploded, it's larger. Right. Different, different colorways on that. It's like, okay, that's cool. Now they've gone back and they've reduced the size. And they've gone from 44 to 41. And there's, there's another orange dial version of that. Um, I've got a European one that's all black, black bezel, black dial, mm. which is which is wonderful. It's great. They're they're looking at this this reissue and they're going into the archives. I mean, they just released the Mill Ships, which was a, a pre right yeah. version. Oh, nice. It is. I've got one. It's fantastic. And it's expensive it's, though. Do you do you think price has anything to do with it? Just because it Globa's, to. you know, it has to. It, it's it's a nine hundred dollar watch. With no offense to Miyota, but it's a Miyota movement, and it's an eight series, correct? Not even a nine series, nine thousand yeah, yeah, series, right? Mm. And so, if you wanted to get, if you wanted to get the Salita movement, you could pay twelve hundred bucks. It's like, you know, the the difference in the watch is that okay, so the the engraving on the back is a little bit more pronounced. It says Swiss on the dial, and it's got a Swiss movement, and then it comes in this giant kind of box. That's yeah, right. I've seen it. I've oh, seen right? it. Yeah. Which is like, okay, it'd be great if you had a fish tank. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. like, I got mine from Bova, and they sent me a an insulated mug, sort of a, you know, tumbler says Bova on it. Oh, okay. I thought it was way better as a watch. You know, I, I put the watch in that. And because it's waterproof, <laughs> so it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll sit my drink. It, it works. It's, right. You know, everything goes, everything goes well. <laughs> That's so funny. It's a, it's a weird, it's a weird space, man, because they're trying to, they're trying to bring up everything they're trying they're trying to develop they're trying to to help help the business grow and in terms of, of new designs it's it's getting a little strange because the the sinatra stuff is all based off of watches from the 50s right and i've had versions of those but they're big you know they don't have the same the same size constraints they've gone they've they've broken accutron off as their own line yeah they, very they, expensive line DNA, yeah very expensive but the the Ooh. dna watches and the the 2020 with the electrostatic watch Mm-hmm. I don't even understand how that works either. They're cool, but man, they're big. They're really, really big. And then they've done the the throwback archive series in Accutron, which are more vintage sized, but they've got an automatic movement. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, man. You know, I want to I want to have so much love for the company. The designs of those dials, the designs of the cases. They are on point, but you've got the Alpha, the Volva Alpha, which was sort of the hallmark of the Accutron line with a crown on the side. It shouldn't have a crown. That that needs to be, and it says Accutron on the dial. That's got to be, that's got to be more of the vintage Accutron movement, which Mm. is a whole separate issue because they got rid of the tooling. And when they they had to release the, what, the 100th, 100th anniversary watch. Mm-hmm. And they had to reverse engineer it because they didn't have the tooling anymore. They got rid of the tooling when in the, yeah. in the seventies when they went through the courts crisis. Like, oh, come mm. on. so you let know, me ask wow. you something. I, I I personally think if if Bulova came to me and said, "Okay, Miguel, help us out. Well, what, what can we do to get in, in into the watch collecting space and and be? I don't say respected because I think people respect Bulova for what it is. I but agree. what 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 can we do to hype it up? 
kind of like what Timex did with the Q that just people went nuts, right? I think I would stick with the Lunar Pilot because a lot of people like it and a lot of people like the Omega Speedmaster clearly with the Swatch thing. Um, I think I would re-engineer that and say, okay, let's make it smaller. Let's make it less heavy and perhaps even introduce if if you can't do your precisionist movement because maybe it's too big or whatever, can you do a manual wind movement? Can you do an automatic I am, movement? I am and so one hundred percent behind that. I am. So, I've been can you imagine? Well, this is this is the issue, right? What last year, two years ago was the the anniversary of oh, right. the landing yep. of, of Apollo fifteen, when which mm-hmm. is what that watch was on, right? And so they come out with the titanium and gold version, right? Yes, yeah. It's like, oh, come on, you missed you missed an opportunity. I don't have one. I don't have a lunar pilot because it's too big. I don't it mind the big. movement. I think the movement is great. I think the movement is is stellar. It's weird when it comes. And it, to like, it oh, does use that precisionist movement, right? It's got the yeah. same the same either like the two sixty two yeah. hertz movement. It's big. So it's, it's, it is. It's where it wears really right. Big. And then there's the, the the question about okay, is it on a strap or is it on a bracelet? Because mm. the lug holes are different between both of them. Yes, they so, are. And so it's like okay, mm. cool. If I if I'm gonna get one, I'm gonna buy the bracelet. But they all don't come on bracelet. Right. There's, there's, it's, it just, it got weird, man. It got weird. And you're like, if you could, if you could do that as mechanical, if it were hand wound, would not, not, not a, an automatic, I would be all over that. And they can make it so thin, Mm -hmm. so much smaller. It would wear so well. By the way, it's so funny. Bulova Canada, out of all the Bulovas, Bulova Canada and on Instagram follows me and they're always not always, but they've commented on a few of my things and I've DM them like, Hey, if you want to collaborate, let me know. So I'm going to send them a link to this. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully you're Buloba Canada, get this across your company and please do something about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, I, I get, I get some really good responses from them too. Whoever is, is running there. Right. But it's the Canada one. It's yeah, not, not the other ones. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> so, the, the Germany one, the Mexico, they're not, they're not quite the same and the U S but, but yeah. Canada, the Canada one's very active. So, so there you go. But, uh, but yeah, I would love up. to see Belova dig back into that vintage bag. You know there's, what I mean? Cause there's I have, such a good set of designs there, you yeah. know? Like the Actronline, they did a bit with. Yeah, I have a uh, what is it? A Royal Clipper Big Crown. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I I would love for them to like bring that back out the bag and do something with that, make it a little bit bigger because I think it's like thirty five, thirty seven, including the crown. Probably, probably. So like they they could get it like that thirty nine, thirty eight, thirty nine. Mm-hmm. So, so they redid the um, the American Clipper, and there was a Macy's version of that. And, and so there, were, there was a so there was their standard drop, and then there were two two limited colorways that they did through Macy's. I had one, and it's it was nice. The finishing was really good. The dial was really well done, but the bezel was so thin, and so it was like a forty millimeter watch, but it wore mm. really really big. Mm. And then it was a no date, but it had that phantom date position. Oh, right. And you know it's it's like you're you're so close, man. You're yeah. so close. You know so which watches I don't I don't understand. I think they're honestly gaudy is when they do the Grammy versions of whatever the hell they do, and it's like, oh, man, you could do something so nice for the Grammys. I mean, the Grammys are huge. Everybody knows about the Grammys, and they come out with these kind of gaudy looking. It's a yeah repeat of love some of their old stuff. You know, they're, they're reusing some of the case shapes. They're reusing some of the other things, but 
even you know even with that because there's the the grammy versions but then there's the latin grammy ones and those mm. are a little bit better it's like okay we're gonna really tweak the design it's like okay now you're you're pushing stuff with that and the, like the mm -hmm. latin grammy versions i can get behind those those are okay, okay. The, the standard grammys like eh, I'm, I'm with you on that the, the cases are big the movements are yeah okay you know, if, if you're into if you're into the precisionist movement, if you're into that that 262 hertz movement, which they don't qualify as a high accuracy quartz. However, for a lot of the movements, like you know, people are getting high accuracy quartz, you know, HAQ timing off of it. You know, two two to three seconds a year. It's crazy. Some of them, yeah. It's, it's I mean, it's it's amazingly precise. So the quartz movement is just it's killer. It's an absolute killer, but into the into the space for them to get the respect that I think that they rightfully deserve it's like you're, you're gonna have to come up with a slightly better mechanical and being owned by citizen you know you get the access to the Miyota movements like let's let's do something with that but then when they want to sell it for more they throw a Swiss movement in like I don't know yeah it just doesn't make know. sense also they could dig into their archives for the military stuff man that's huge yeah Right, I mean, so, look at the okay, Hamilton. Have you seen? Have you seen that they've they've dropped a new a new version of of the hack? It's the their military's. It's like an A eleven um, reissue, but again, it's got that Miyota automatic in it, so it's real thick. Mm. But they did it with a blue dial, mm. and it, it's like you know what? It works. It really. Oh, you're gonna have to check it out. It it works. It really does. It's a nice nice change to the colorway. It's a it's a deep blue, with the same kind of same kind of dial presence. Same same handset. So like what I, if they came out with that version on a manual wine version, just super nice and thin, just like the Hamilton Kentucky Mechanical? Yeah, oh, that that would kill it. That would absolutely kill it. You know, it's crazy. Well, well let, like, like, like like Timex and the Marlins, it is a Chinese movement, right? I, I think uh, that's my understanding. I think it is. I have no idea. P, do you know? Uh, I'm not for sure. I'm not even for sure. Okay, well, regardless, it's it's real thin, right? The, the price point, you know, it's a sub three hundred dollar watch you know and if, if bulova could do something like that and, and they could they could dive into the, like the seeking line like the bulova whale watches oh those are nice yeah well you got you got all of this different kind of they've got day dates they've got date only they've got you know it's just they're there's such and the colors are so funky they're yeah, so funky man you get and they it's like that would just be ideal that would be perfect for them I was looking for for a long time, uh, and and my memory doesn't serve me right because I haven't looked for them in a while. But I, I know at one point in the eighties <laughs> they had a, a day date version that looked exactly like a, like a Rolex day date, and that is called the I forget the name of it, super but the super there you go. The super Seville. Yeah. Those are beautiful, and also they really had nice. one that looked like a Royal Oak. Correct. I've at got some point, no way. I actually have both. I have a date just version, with, so it's a, a really nice blue sunray dial with mm -hmm. gold markers, gold hands, and a stainless case. And then I've got the the Royal Oak or the Royal Broke, as we like to call them. <laughs> they're expensive. They're, they're expensive. They're really expensive, particularly for what they are. I found this one online that it, it was in pieces. All of the pieces were there, but somebody had gone through and they had, you know, so that it's got that, that special lug spe space, right? Yep, so it has yep. the two, the two pieces onto the bracelet. They'd not, they'd eaten out the notch in the middle. No way. So you could put a regular bracelet on it. Okay. And wow. my, my watch guy 
and, and you know who's local to me, he just got a, a laser welder. And he Ooh. took a look at that and says, "Could I practice?" I'm like, "Yes, you can." So, I'm I, I've got him with that. That's going to be a long term project, and that may be I can't wait. That that may be one that I I'm going to make a lot of money on. We'll have to see. <laughs> that is a cool piece. Have you seen him, P? The Royal Oak, the Baloba Royal Oak. No, but so cool. But I wanted to say this. Just to get it out the way, the Marlin has an automatic watchman movement powered by Miyota Caliber 8205 oh. for the 82.15. Check you out dropping facts. Love it. There you, you know go. Saying? So it Love is it. a Miyota yeah. movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I just Joe, want to get that out there because I know they're going to be like, right? they, I mean, they didn't even it. know the movement. They didn't even know the movement. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, well, Pete. So that, that means that means that definitely Bulba could do that because right. you know they've got they've got access. They've got that deep that, that they just reach right in. Yeah, for yep. sure. Well, well, Joe, what are your top three Buloba pieces? If, if you could drop some knowledge on us, somebody that, were to say Buloba collection, give us three. What what are you thinking? Oh, you can go with vintage Accutron, vintage Accutron without question, right? Like the watch that you've got, the railroads. Those mm-hmm. are killer. Uh, they're they're harder to fake. Because the space views, right, which is what everybody thinks about right. when they are mm-hmm. talking about vintage Accutrons, the space view, where where it was a um, it was a dealer sample because the technology was so weird and everybody understood what a mechanical watch was, but they understand the two. So they pulled the dial off, kept the hands, and you could see the movement. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, "Ooh, yeah, I want to buy that one." It's like, yeah, yeah, I can't sell it. It's like, so there's factory versions of those, and then there's the ones that people just threw the dial away. Trying to find a factory space view is hard. Trying to find a factory correct space view is harder because a lot of they've been serviced, they've been mm. they've been worked. But okay. almost almost the, the railroads are killer. They're great. They're really legible. This the second hand, the sweeping second hand is so beautiful. Yeah. Personally, I'm the a fan of, of like the you know, the nineteen fifties, the really small watches. They look like ladies' watches. They're not. They wear great. They're they're real comfortable. And then you know you go you go into that deep dive into the the divers into the six 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 divers you know you got and you've got the different color spaces so this is my mm-hmm. green version P just okay. wanted to you, throwing throwing some love wow. for a little bit of Easter green here oh right. yeah no doubt no doubt it's really cool yeah you know, you've got you've got that you've got you've got the really the funky shapes and sizes and, right you know, like the, this one's got this just beautiful loom plots it's it's seventies funk just deep deep seventies funk so you know you've got a ton of options. When it comes to to that, like the divers, I'm I'm a fan. I'm sold on the divers, and I always have been. The the vintage pieces from the '50s, the smaller stuff, the the, the dress pieces, and, and they're they're not expensive. Servicing, you've got to know you got to find somebody who can service vintage. You know who can work with with mechanical watches and work with them well. Because but the parts are really available. Okay, they're they're not too expensive to do. Accutron. Accutron, you're in a bit more of a bind. There's like four guys in the world that can do competent work. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, they're they're harder to get serviced, and the parts are drying up. So mm. there's a guy in Nebraska now who's he's rewinding coils and he's doing some service stuff there, but he stopped taking new work for six months. There's a guy in wow. Thailand oh, who does killer killer work, but you got to ship it to Thailand, which mm. some, you know you can be nervous about. I've done a bunch of watches with him, and it's no problem. Except I do believe, and I, I'm not joking. I think that the last like the delivery is done on donkey. So the watches take a little while to get to him and then they take mm. a little while to get back. I, and I, there's horror stories from people that the watches getting to him are fine coming back. They're spending two months in customs. Wow. 
right? You know, mm-hmm. so you get your you get your tracking number from Royal Thai Mail, right? And it says okay, delivered, and then you get your you know your USPS tracking number, and it shows it's in LAX for two months, wow. right? And, and so so for, for Miguel and myself, it's like, can I just I'll just go drive and get it? Can I go? I'll, I'll, I'll pick it up. I have like, no nope. delivery necessary. Right. You got to wait. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you got to wait. You got to, you got to wait your turn. So that's crazy. Um, All right. The, 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 the one below the vintage watch that I really want is the 1971 space view. I think that watches. They're gorgeous, man. They're gorgeous. Like you get, you get that one, one of those and you get it. That's factory and you can just like, so you, know, right. you got the, 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 the dial, the handset, that sweep second of the fills, yeah, man. There's... I remember when they were like two hundred, two three hundred dollars. Oh, I don't. Then, even then, talk about then that. all of a sudden they jumped up to seven, eight hundred dollars, and I'm like, I should have jumped on a bandwagon then. I see. You know? I feel that way about the the Caravel line with the they've got their six 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 divers. Yeah, the Sea Hunters, which is it's sort of like a, a Rolex Explorer dial, but it's got a black bezel. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful watches, and I can remember seeing those for. $65 and now you've got right. trying to sell them for $1,600. No way. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, oh, it's nuts. It's nuts. And I wow. can you can you educate us real quick about Caravel? Because I know they're linked to Bulova, but I have no idea okay. how or so, why. Or... So Bulova, Bulova is, is the flagship line. Accutron was a way for them to develop the tuning, the tuning fork. And so, you know, just a slightly different mechanical okay. away, away from the mechanical space. And then there's Caravel which was a lower version, kind of not quite a budget line, but it was um, Japanese movements in the time right. that they were doing Swiss movements. And so it was, it was right around the time they had partners with citizen and they were, they were bought by Steelux as a, a Hong Kong um, a bracelet and case manufacturer. Right. I had uh read some, not to cut you off. I had read somewhere that it was their answer to Timex. At it, one may point. Been, it may have been as a way for them yeah. to, to get, get into slightly a cheaper right. space Japanese movements. Yeah. This was, you know, late, late sixties, early seventies. Right. There were some really cool designs there. Like I was just having yeah. a, a conversation with a guy online that he's got a, a late sixties Caravel, beautiful white dial, but it's got a display case back. Oh, and it's a factory display case back. Yeah. And I was like, okay, wait, what? And, and we, you know, we're doing this dive and trying to find all the, all the reference points and everything else. And he's like, yeah, here it is. Check it out. And, and it's legit. It's a legit three right. you know, display case back, which it's like, I, I had, I don't know the history of that, but it seems okay. Cool. Caravel. That's, yeah. that's what you wanted to show the, the, the movement of. It is, right. it's, it's a hand wound. It's a beautiful movement, but it's doesn't, it's got none of the finishing that you would expect from, from mm. you know, your, your heritage Swiss brands. Right. And and it, even still it's a great watch. Real great watch. Like I I would totally wear that. No so question. do you recommend I, I the Carabell line or, or are they not worth buying, investing in? Or? Oh no, totally. They're absolutely worth it. They're they're just as easy to service. You know, most of the time it's a it's a citizen or a Miota movement. Mm. So the parts are readily available. They're not I mean, you, you can get a, a new movement for, for the watch for incredibly cheap if you're just looking for, for something to cannibalize for, for for parts and to, to, to get service they're robust they work really well i mean you can almost fix them with a hammer they're great <laughs> the designs the designs of the the dial dials are are really well done they're very legible um the design language is nowhere close to consistent so depending on what you're looking for it's there you, know, you want you want something that's you know bruget style numerals applied you know all, all of that stuff 
And then they get into the real deep, funky things with you know different colored dials and weird markers. And there's a, there's a whole set of dive watches that have an airplane cut out on the second sand. What? Okay. So it's a six 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 dive watch with an airplane on the second sand. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. I, I need four. <laughs> whatever. Give me all of those. So I've, I'm watching a couple. I'm taking a look. Cool. Very I cool. got a Venice Caravelle in the collection from I think the sixties. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it's nice. Really, it is nice. right, and, and it wears it wears well. They they they're fun. They're so much fun. It's very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for the uh, <laughs> thanks for letting us know in the education because I, I don't know anything <laughs> about them. So, <laughs> least I can do. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, man. Yo, so do you think that because citizen acquired Belova that it kind of devalued them and made them less than what they used to be or is citizen doing like a great job with Belova at the moment Mm. it's that's a good question it's a really good question it's a it's you know what are they doing with the company and where are they trying to position the company and what's what's going to happen for them in the future you know you you look at in terms of positioning and you know Bulova and Timex are kind of comparable except that Timex is still its own company right it's not owned by anybody else right. they're doing their own thing they don't have to answer to higher ups and they don't have to position themselves within you know with within that space i, I think that the the real analog or the real the real comparison between the two would be hamilton mm. right right because, you know hamilton being part of the swatch group that they have to fit within, you know, so, okay, it's not Omega, but it's not, you know, what fossil or, or Zodiac or, you know, so they, they've got, they've right, got a position right. in, into a certain, certain area, but then you look at Hamilton, it's like, okay, cool. We're going to reduce the number of models. And so they've got the khaki and then they've got the, you know, there are a couple of, the, but you know, they, they don't have a real deep field that they go through and Bolivar's just got a ton of models. Yeah. Got, you've got the Accutron stuff, which has now been spun off as a separate company, which mm-hmm. may or may not have been the right move, but it allowed them to really do some innovation and to really do some different stuff within, right. within just the Accutron space in particular. You've got Caravelle, which is still going as mostly a quartz line, and it's it's fashion pieces. Right. And then you've got Bulova, and they're doing different stuff, and that's more of like their vintage, neo-vintage line. Are they How are they positioned? I, you know, I don't I don't know. I can't, right. I can't really speak to it because it's weird. Because for me on the outside looking in, I think that I just don't connect with Citizen that well. Yeah, like yeah, the, the right. The couple right. of Citizen pieces I have are vintage and I love them. But like some of the stuff that they do now, like I have a uh, Citizen Automatic that I just love. And I was surprised that I really liked it this. Like, I mean, I really liked this. So. Well, so this is right. That's, that's, that's a, I was thinking about that because when you start thinking about Japanese companies, Citizen is up there, man. Citizen is huge, but Seiko's the Godzilla, right? Right. So that makes that makes Citizen like Gamera, Ultraman. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> right. There's some other. There's some other giant monster. It's just as valuable of a company. And the, what the the O O one hundred or, or the the new movement that they just did, the Quartz movement, which is super expensive accurate yeah and it's a beautiful watch and then they've you know they've they've released some other stuff so like they're 
they're putting more money into the citizen brand and they're doing some really really nice pieces and then vintage mm-hmm. citizen like you, i don't know that you can beat it it's right it's massively undervalued yeah i think more so than Bulova, to be absolutely honest right um, Bulova just speaks to me more being under the citizen group you know what i mean I, I agree. I agree. I mean, I'm, I I love the Bull of a Vintage pieces, and I keep looking at their modern releases. It's like, you're so close. You're really, really close. That they could do some stuff and and just focus a little bit. Because it, yeah, like this ladies line that's doing this stuff, you know, the Ruby Out line, they've got this line, they've got the, the Marine Star line, which it just releases like ceramic. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm. And the Marine Star was what they took, what was kind of the, the evolution of the 666 lines. It's like, oh, okay, so you're taking your Devil Diver space and we're going to... It mm. gets it mm. gets strange. And I, I think I think that they've, they've given Bulova and Accutron a certain level of independence that they just really need to focus in a little bit and decide, okay, what, what do we really want to be and how can we get there better? Do we want to be a strictly fashion line? Do we want to be a mall watch line? Or are we really going to try to work into that enthusiast space yeah. where it's it's guys like us and gals like us who right. want to really, really get into watches for, for what the watch is. It's got a wonderful mechanical movement. It has this aspect. It has this feature. It does this well. That's that's where I think that they kind of need to they need to focus. And if Citizen is willing to to put some money into the advertising for it, you know they could do they could do great. I mean, if you guys have seen on Instagram, the Millships launch was fantastic, and the the advertising that they've done around that watch in particular, that release is just gorgeous. There's there's it's high production value. It's really really well done. That's yeah. a high watch though. That's a high watch. It is. It's mm-hmm. so weird because it, like it, it seems like it's big. It doesn't wear big because it's got that sixteen millimeter lugs. So trying yeah. to find straps for it is rough, but <laughs> it, it wears so well, you know. And you, like you, you put as soon as you put it on, it's like, oh yeah. So I um I sort of I didn't trade it. I've let I've let a guy in in Vermont borrow it. Um, JP from Ghost and Crown. And he sent me his vintage uh, Universal Geneve pull pull router jet. Oh, very nice. Okay. Which, by the way, those pull routers, you could pick them up super cheap until Hodinkee and everybody else started hyping them up. Oh, yeah. Genta Design. Genta Design. Mm. design. And now they, and and it's like, you know what, man? If I had to start over, that might be the way that I go. Because that that watch is real nice. But he's gonna. He's he wanted to borrow mine so he could do a review of it, and he's loving it right now. He took it. He took it on vacation. They're, they've gone out to the coast. He's sitting at a lighthouse, wearing a bull of a mill ships. Oh, okay, <laughs> pretty cool. That <laughs> is pretty fire. cool. He's got some really that, great pictures. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Well, let let's flex a little bit. What is the most expensive watch in your collection? If oh, if you don't mind. Uh, All right. Letting well, us know. there's okay. Well, we, we have to go through that two ways because there's the most expensive, but then there's the most valuable. Both. Let's do All it. All right. So most most expensive, the one that I paid the most for was is this green dial snorkel. Okay. 1974 only. This one is it's new old stock. It, it, it may have been worn twice. The, mm-hmm. the sides of the bracelet are sharp. I can't wear it. It hurts. The, the clasp is completely unmarred. 
and and the edges are, are sharp. You know, it's never been opened up. There is no patina on it whatsoever. It's like somebody wow. bought this and stuck it in a drawer. And then I, I got it from a, a guy in Germany. And it was a it was a horrible story where uh, my my co-host Mike was asking, like, what what watch would you go in debt for? I'm like, oh yeah, that green dial, no question, sure. And then the next day, I got a message from a guy I know in the UK. He's like, hey, check this out. And there it was. I'm like, oh. no way, crazy. Well, yeah, it was it was like it was just like that. Like, oh man. And so had to figure out how to get it. And that was a, a huge convoluted thing because the seller was in Germany, but he hadn't set up to do international sales. Mm. But I've got a friend in Germany. So I was like, wow. okay, so and oh it was it was a mess. But finally got mm. it and I love it. And and that's that's the watch I paid the most for. My most valuable, however, is my great grandfather's vintage brigadier right. like gold. Okay. And that and that watch, I mean, you can i I've I've seen versions of that that are selling on eBay for 90 bucks, but mm. that watch is priceless. Right. Absolutely right. Absolutely. Priceless. You know, and it's like, so that, that's a watch that I'll have to have a conversation with my son about so, you know, old and on my deathbed. Never sell this watch, boy. <laughs> Don't trade it. Don't sell it. Right. This is your Sorry. heritage. That's so okay. funny. <laughs> well, no, that's awesome. Well, Joe, thank you so much for coming on. I mean, obviously we, we would love to have you on again in the future and just kind of, further uh dive into into biloba and different things because there's so much to it right and and since biloba is not uh in my opinion a, a brand that a lot of people speak about there's a lot of things to get lost right like all their heritage stuff and the history and and how much they did for the military and and stuff like that that people just don't talk about or don't know about i should say or yeah, even do I mean, research i want to do i want to do a plug for their the military watch initiative they've got a version of their hack watch which they are giving proceeds to the Veterans Watch Initiative. And it's a way for veterans to come in and learn watchmaking skills, to learn how to service watches, learn how to, how to um, service vintage watches, and to give them a skill that's it's like no cost. It's a fantastic program. Proceeds and isn't that a program they had back in the day? It is, yeah. Bulova started yeah. that after right. World War II. And yeah. then they've, they've just reopened it up. And there, you know, there's a bunch of people that are supporting that. And it's a it's a fantastic way to support our military, to support our veterans, as well as you know, with with what let's face it is what's a really nice watch. It's a really cool watch. It's got a great great case back too. So if you could if you ever get a chance to check one out, please do and mm. let, you know, let's give the support where we can. Cool. And by the by the way, we need to do a shout out to Jason uh, wrist rolling. Yes. Thanks to him, we connected, yeah. and yes. he's oh, okay. huge into the military space. And- yeah. And Jason's yeah, he's got a, a lot, he's guy. got a couple stuff. He's got some his his a bit of his podcast on that, and he's got some uh, yeah on that too. So yeah, like, you go to, you go to his his spot. Uh, what, what watch rolling? And yeah, he'll he'll mm-hmm. he'll 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 school you on all of that. It's yeah, fantastic. watch rolling. Yep. That's yeah. So Jason, if you're listening, shout out watching, to Jason. we'll we'll give him a shout out. Uh, or I'll put the link so you can go check out his podcast. Very well done, and hopefully he'll have all of us as a guest at some point. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, Joe. Where where can people find you then? Uh, I am on Instagram. You can find me at Watch Taylor Youth T A Y L O R P U P H at on Instagram, or you can get to me through the Spring Bar Podcast. You can hashtag yeah. Spring Bar Podcast or you know whatever you like. You can also find me if you if you really want to do if you want to take a look, uh, search the hashtag Devil Diver or Bulova Six Six Six, and I will more than likely pop up quickly because that's pretty much all I post pictures of. Mm. Okay, cool. Got it. Oh, sounds good. P? Uh, Ross Wrist Watch Love everywhere. YouTube, 
uh where instagram. else oh instagram you know coffee wearing off right now <laughs> <laughs> instagram all of that you know what i'm saying come check me out you know what i'm saying socal watch reviews podcast in the building you know what it is yeah so me obviously socal watch reviews on uh, instagram and youtube and uh, yeah, if, you, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much. We really do appreciate it. Uh, send us a message. You know, you can review this podcast. Uh, and uh, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate all the support. It's been over two years. So it's it's been fun. It's been fun talking to you, Joe. Thank you so much for taking the time on Easter. Thanks for having me, guys. This has Absolutely. been a lot of fun. This has been great. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely be in touch. I will leave links to We got to reciprocate. You guys got to come on to ours next, right? Absolutely. That's what's up. We got to yeah. figure out a way to make that happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll make it happen. Let me let me know. I know this was a little hard just because of our schedules, but we'll definitely make it happen. And uh, and yeah, go support them. Any, anybody watching and listening, go support them. We'll Absolutely. leave links to their podcast so you can go support them. Obviously, you can tell that Joe's very knowledgeable uh, and, yes. and he doesn't just talk Boloba. I mean, he knows a lot about a lot of different brands because he is a watch enthusiast. Right. So <laughs> I am I'm a watch idiot savant. Yes, I am. That is so and, funny. But and uh, like to end with my famous quote. Oh no, here we go again. Joe, he's he said this. Okay, is I'm it the quote that you always say? Huh? <laughs> is it the same quote that you said like a million times? Yes. It's a good quote. All right, it's yes. a good quote, but let's go for it, Pete. Looking back is contagious. Decay and corruption go hand in hand with the feedism of a lack of action. Peace. It's a lot to unpack. It's a lot to unpack. Yo, if only you knew where I got that from. But all right. Yeah, where'd you where'd you get it from? You said Star Trek? No. No, the original Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's a deep cut. Oh, nice. The original Battlestar Galactica. Uh uh. The son was talking to the admiral, and the admiral was trying to do something. And he like, nope. Father, looking back is contagious. The corruption go hand in hand with the fetism of lack of action. And I said, you know what? That's so cold. Write that down. Write that down. I I got it right here. There it is, man. Oh, that's awesome. I got it right here. So he he said it so many times on the podcast. Was it like the what fifth time, sixth time you said it on a podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That's his thing. That's P. Ross's thing now. But uh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, everybody another but love P. Ross. That's oh, so yeah, funny. Thanks. Well, everybody enjoy your Easter. We're listening. If it's not Easter, well, this was Easter when we recorded this, but. Thank you so much for for everybody's time. We really do appreciate it. Like, yeah. support, do all those things that uh, that uh, YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, that uh, YouTube uh, asks of you to do. So that way we could continue to grow and grow our circle of friends, such as Joe, and we could all just have fun. And that's what this hobby's all about, right? Making friendships, having fun, and no snobbery, please. No snobs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no snobs. What's no snobs, please. But anyway, thank you so much for everybody listening, watching, and as always, my friends, stay humble.